0: Welcome to the Military Transition Tip Podcast, a show about the trials and tribulations of military transition and life on the other side. We count of fear and uncertainty with healthy conversations and information. But what does military transition mean to you?
1: Yeah, for, for me, I would say it's uh, getting, getting my mindset right um, and getting a You know, I, I realize that there's a lot of things that are kind of taken care of, and um, I, I just know it's going to be difficult. I, I hear it, I, all those classes are telling me like it's different once you get out. Maybe they're saying it to scare you, but I think there's some truth to that. So, on my end, is how do I get prepared, and, and what do I really need to do in order for me to be successful outside the military?
0: Yeah, but you know, what I mean, like that's prior, right? So, well, what about like in, in in the interim so like during the transition right so like we, we always talk about you know just jobs but the, the transition is so much more than just trying to find a job right like you got yeah the mental emotional baggage that you gained up while you were in there you got the physical ailments we obviously have employment but then we also have like where are you gonna go where you know if you're stationed out in the middle of missouri somewhere like are you gonna stay there where are you gonna go how are you gonna get there you know i like guess there's, there's a lot of things to think about like during the transition that we don't really Color. We only ever talk about like, here's a resume, like, build it, you know, Like well, what, what well, Robin? Like, so what, what does it mean to you like transitioning.
2: Oh, uh, transitioning out of the military was, it, it was a big event as much as joining the military because military was my first full-time job and military took care of mm. everything, you know, like my food, my, my house and my healthcare. And where to go And they move me around wherever they want And getting out of the military is Becoming on my own So like like you said Let's say I was in the middle of Kentucky um, But if my dad didn't move to Nashville in Tennessee um, I would have had hard time uh, Finding my uh, next step Mm. Uh, Because I I was just—I feel like I was just lucky. I I know not everyone has this chance, but uh, my my father allowed me to stay in his house for about a year. You know, after getting out of the army, Um, so I I really thought a lot about. You know, I I haven't been to many places in the U.S. I'm an I'm an immigrant, so. Um, I've been in the military as a U.S. citizen a lot longer than, you know, being in, being a citizen and
1: civilian in the mm-hmm.
2: U.S. Yeah.
1: Yeah, now now I think about it, I think, um, I don't know if Robin and I, and I and my story, are really stereotypical of a traditional military experience.
0: How mm-hmm.
1: so? I mean, John immigrated to this country and, and then came into the military and, and learned English pretty much the hardest way possible, right? And it was through basic training, which is not the friendly, like, oh, today <laughs> we're going to go over, like, the alphabet, right? And the yeah. Vowels, like, it was it was getting screamed at, right? So, on one end, he definitely learned what, what's most important, but I, I would say most people I met in the military were, are not immigrated from another country, right? And then for myself, um, you know, I, I had some, a little bit of experience prior to joining, I worked at a couple jobs before, and you know I just decided to transition into a different career field. And it's not really stereotypical. Usually, if you come in after school, you go in as an officer, but I decided to enlist. So I had a targeted approach because it's something I really wanted to do um, inside the military. But again, once I got into the military and you're going through AIT, most people were straight out of high school or maybe... Couple years removed from that and not many people were coming in at 26
0: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: it was it was quite rare so now looking back i think um we just had different experiences to be honest with you i don't think it's stereotypical.
0: So, so you're talking about how the uh how your experiences prior to joining affect your transition out you know of the, of the military and how you approach that right and that's, that's real interesting when you, when you talk about that you know uh you know folk, folks that may have a lot more support Uh, from family like yourself Robin or or you know uh they they might have an easier time transitioning because they have a little bit of support right you know then you have folks that may uh you know may have joined the military to get away from whatever it it was you know their home life or home situation and they might not have the same you know same uh safety nets and so they approach that that transition a little bit differently you know and I I think um I think it's really important it's something that I actually hadn't thought about till you just brought that up
1: yeah, so my, my dad was um, prior Army first, so he, he joined the Army, right? A little older, so I'm literally following his footsteps, hmm. a little older, uh, joined the Army first, and then he went from the Army Reserves to the Air Force Reserves. So essentially when I grew up with him, it was more uh, of him just like in a, a once a month type thing, he puts his uniform on, he was deployed, you know, at least amount of times, but for the most part, it was like that two-week training. But what he did tell me is he kind of just let me know this is what it's going to be. This is what your IT experience mm. is going to be. This is what your your basic training is. So knowing that information, right? And I, I did watch a lot of videos before going into basic, and I was like, like what's this going to be like, right? I think that helped me prepare um, and just know that you just kind of have, they're going to yell at you anyway, right? Mm. You're going to get yelled at regardless. Yeah. Even if you did something perfect, they're going to find something, right? you surely still untied, right? There's lint on your left shoulder, Wh- whatever. They're going to nitpick you. Um, but I, I think I just had that um, and I just had a different perspective um, on, on things and you know my dad said they're going to use you as as much as they can right but you have to use them so whatever they're gonna have you do just make sure you have all these resources the military has a lot of resources but their advertising is, is terrible like the things I the programs I know that they have this is because I, I asked someone it was like word of mouth but it wasn't like it was a lot of flyers right it wasn't like a lot of like briefings or, or things like that or hey here are all these programs that you have because that wasn't the day-to-day thing so knowing that and knowing that okay well' here are the things to look for because this these are the mistakes that he made or the things that he didn't do necessarily or capitalize on I, I think that kind of kind of helped me in that way
0: yeah so you, you brought up a good point too like education right? education is such a, such a healthy part of the transition, Uh, whether it's uh, educating yourself about programs, like you said, like the programs on the way out, or even just attaining an education. And, you know, it's almost criminal how little the TA and the GI Bill is actually used. You know, we, we think about it as like, oh, everybody goes and they use it. But in my experience, I've only seen maybe 10% of folks in the military use TA while they're in, and then some folks use it while they get out and then they don't finish their education for, for one reason or another i but I, I wish i had the figures right in front of me and I, I i had this computer i could probably look it up but like um i've seen at least in my experience i've seen so many folks not complete education while they're in and that's such a it, 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 it's such a disappointing thing to see you know like folks not not like you said not use the benefits or the, the opportunities that are in especially especially educational
1: what so why do you why do you think that why do you think? Because I, I think it's it might be even different on the like the officer side. I'm not an officer, right? But yeah, uh, I, my assumption is is that you need to obtain obtain some sort of like like bachelor's or master's to in order to advance. I think it's more seen as like a a, like a resume, an actual resume. So why why don't you think like the enlisted? Because that's where we kind of came from, and we're like you know we're able to teach and learn from others. Why don't you think they they use it? What do you what do you think they'll uh, main thing is
2: in my experience um you know actually <laughs> i moved to the states to go to college and i found out you know i i couldn't afford it so that's that's like one of the biggest reason i joined the army um and when i joined the army i i my friends always like made fun of me because i was the only asian fudgy you know like you know people who don't have any prior um like education background like in college um you know we all join in as like e1 and i was the only asian e1 and <laughs> in the group in the platoon so um and i only took like about a couple classes where i was in the army because i think one of the biggest reason is um not actually even the senior ones you know like ncos like not everyone is familiar with the process of applying for ta and they don't have capacity of guiding them to like educational, uh, achievement. So I started kind of late and also it's, it's just my excuse. Um, I was always tired, you know, uh, I was always tired and I didn't know what, what I wanted to study. Um, Now, uh, looking back, I could have just like studied liberal arts and, you know, just English and history, math, those kind of little things uh, to boost my degree, like if I'm going to pursue later. But I think most of the time, military folks are, you know, they they work hard and they want to get rewarded uh, instead of uh, putting extra work on their time. I think that's like a human nature. You know, like you don't want to get burned out. Uh, you you know you're already working hard at work and work um, studying for your own time is also a, a challenge. Um, that's how I felt. So I only did like a couple of classes, and <laughs> it's it's kind of hard getting back to education.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a interesting. So I hear like a, a time a time management thing, but also if I'm if I'm really thinking about this, like. When you walk to the recruiting station it's almost like hey we'll help pay for college right and that's a that's a selling point and i don't i think they know that a lot of people really don't capitalize on it but also there are, i think there's a good portion of people who are like i don't really like school like i the college wasn't really for me or i don't feel like i learned things or i don't you know i don't want to sit down in class all day and that's why they joined the military so they don't have to do that right so I, that might be a good portion of people who are like you know like not to say like they're smart people super smart but they're just like i don't want to sit down in class i can get behind that i can get behind like i don't want to wake up early eight o'clock in the morning i want to take a, a two-hour like wednesday night class on like philosophy or something i'm never going to use again something like that i, I understand that i i can get behind that so I think it's like a, it's a multi-pronged issue now that i think about it it's, it's really interesting i met a lot of people were just like i just like to blow stuff up I, I i rather shoot guns like i rather do this i rather do that rather than go to school or something or you know and,
0: and i got a question so so that actually leads me to talk i want to bring up during this like so that mentality that you just said right and, and, and nothing against it right because i i had that too right sure. I, no, I don't like sitting in, in school right? Um, now, do you think that that same thought of like not wanting to do that not wanting to to be in that bubble right does that do you think that affects uh folks when they try to prepare to to leave the military because it takes a lot of study and a lot of like it takes a lot of the same qualities that you need to be successful in school to properly transition out of the military a lot of research a lot you know a lot of stuff you that's kind of boring right but it's it's super necessary
1: uh yeah, you are trading one, um, one bubble for uh, for another. I honestly think, because you know, I went to school first and then went to, into the military. And once I was there, and if I came across people like, oh, well, I don't know want I go to college, I'm like, if you can, if you can do this, like, you'll kill it. Like people, like kids in college are not that, they're not that smart, to be honest. With you. Like they're just people, you know, they're they're just people. And they're just taking classes one class at a time. Like, you, it's it's really it's such a low commitment to do. Right. You always have to go to two classes a day. Right. And there's like an hour, an hour per class. Right. You have a class like a Monday, and Wednesday, you have a class like a Tuesday and Thursday. You just have these credits. There's just, there's so much downtime that you have in college. It's, it's wild. It's, it's, I can't even understand it. I can't even fathom now. So if you can manage your time in the military and doing all these, these tasks, you have motor pool, you have all these hit times. You can definitely like, even if you do half of that, you'll be a, you'll be a great student.
0: Yo, that is a perfect example. The amount of of stuff we do in the military compared to the amount of stuff you would do in college is a a substantial difference. You we were responsible for so much and we have to do so much that when it's time to transition into like being a student again, you should have definitely gained those time, time management skills. And you definitely have thick skin for uh, doing stuff you don't want to do. So I definitely think that uh, that's some stuff that can prepare, you know, prepare a person when they get out.
1: Yeah, and, and on top of that, like when I got out of college, one thing I I noticed is that, and you know, when I went in, it was around two thousand eight, right? So it was sort of like the crisis and the bubble and and all that stuff. So once I got out of college, and I was looking for jobs, you, like I had a degree, but I didn't have any job experience. I had I had nothing. So for them, they're like, okay, you went to school, that's great, but like, how do we know? what your worth ethic is? Like, how do we know if you're like, re- you're reliable, right? And, and all these things. So essentially, like if you are coming out now and, and now if I'm, if I have a business, I'm definitely going to hire someone who has some some sort of pattern of, of a work ethic or maybe they did an internship or something like that over just like a, de- a degree. There's, there's again, you can pass with a C. You can, get a, you can get a diploma with a C and it doesn't have your GPA on there. You know, unless you're applying for, like, some sought-after, like, business or, like, a law or something like that. Maybe it matters, but for a lot of things, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, we're, like, we're all in tech now, right? So, how important um, how important is a, a degree now? It's all experience, it's all certifications. It's all, like, show me what you've done. Show me the work.
0: That's true, man. That's true.
1: Yeah. I think
2: it's, it's a little bit different because when you were in the military, they... They they share the blueprint and they tell you like exactly what you gotta do. And I I feel like well I haven't been to like full time students, but I feel like it's it's your it's your time, you know, you have to manage your time, you have to manage what you wanna be. I mean, when you joined the army you chose what you wanna do. I mean, you I hope you chose what you wanna do, but Um, you're, you're sticking with it. Right. But like when you are in college, I, I'm not, I'm a little bit in the indecisive. So I feel like I might have like just constantly changing my, you know, like my plan, my, my degree plan. Um, so I think, I think it's a little bit, it's going to be a little bit different. I, 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 though I agree with what Justin said, like if, if you can manage all the things that military throw at you. Um, you can probably manage the school, but it's also, I feel like you have to be on your own. And it, it's, a, it's a bit different from the military.
1: Yeah, that's true. It's a lot of freedom. It's almost like the freedom of, of choice, right? Yeah. Like it, you have so many, and if I'm thinking about like, I go to a grocery store, how many options of cereal do I have? And it, it maybe the options are, are a little bit overwhelming versus like, oh, you just get like, you get cornflakes or frosted flakes. It's a lot easier, right? To, to choose that, to choose that path. But I would say this. No, it's not like I would, but I would, but I would would just say this. If you're going to, like, get a degree, if that's what you really want to do, you could just knock out your general eds. Like, your English, your math, the things that, your baseline that you have to take. You're talking
0: about while you're in, right?
1: Right, even while you're in, yeah, especially, like, you can take it one class at a time. And I wouldn't say, like, overwhelm yourself. Because, honestly, I don't know how much time people honestly have depending on, like, your, your career in the, in the military. Some people have more down times than others. Some people seem like they're always off. Like, oh, it's, like, 2 o'clock. I'm like, how are you free at 2? Like, what are you doing? Right? So, but if you could take one class at a time, especially, like, your general eds, that might make things um, a lot easier. And at least my my thought process that is that it's easier to transfer in to a college rather than just applying straight. Yeah. Right? To get yeah, accepted. Yeah. So, like, you can even get to those... Those higher schools, if you just hey, I have my English done, and just make sure that your credits really transfer. And so electives won't really transfer, or, or maybe they do, maybe they 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 won't. But your your Englishes are more likely to transfer. Your maths are more likely to transfer. Yeah, make
0: sure you did good on those classes. That you don't want to be trying to transfer in some Cs to uh, you know Ivy League school.
1: Right, yeah, but yeah. they they just take credits though, right? So it doesn't even it doesn't even have like your 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 GPA. It just has like, hey, you just completed this it's already done well
0: sense. i mean you know if, if they if there's you with your c's you know versus somebody else with their a's and they only have one spot
1: oh oh yeah I, i'm sure i'm sure I, I don't know how universities work I, I don't know if there's like do they do they look good for hiring for accepting veterans into school my ma- my like imagination since we're here in america is that yes like that probably looks good if you're military friendly whatever organization
0: oh yeah i know a lot of colleges are uh are, have have specific programs for uh, bringing in bringing in veterans?
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, one of the Ivy League school. Um, I forgot. I forgot his name. Uh, but like when we were when Justin and I were in the in the program, uh, we got to meet like one person, and he decided to go to college after MSSA program, and he went to Ivy League. And what? Dude. You don't you don't remember? Oh man, I forgot his name. I but But one of the, one of the biggest reason he was able to go to Ivy league. Was he in Colorado this the person? Uh, no, I think, I think he was, he was in the East coast now. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Anyway, like he, he went to, he went to one of the Ivy league and what, whatever like school department he was in that, that department was made for veterans. Mm. Um, and it's been like, it's got like a decades of history. Mm -hmm. So it was like mainly for. Uh, people who are getting back to education after you know, like not fresh out of high school. Um, so mostly veterans or people who've been in you know out, out working and trying to trying to get their degree. Um, I will I will have to dig up to to find out like the school's name and stuff. Yeah, but like there are a lot of resources like that, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think college necessarily only look at your. Um, like A's and B's, I think they, well, I'm not an expert, but as far as I know, like they, they look for like diversity and inclusion also. Mm-hmm. So if you have your niche, like what, like they see potentially new, I don't, I don't know, like it probably be subjective, but I, I think you can go like a grade school too
1: yeah I, I think um again like the story right that, that you have in um coming out of high school they look for students that are in uh, different activities are they volunteering are they playing sports are they like part of these clubs and they want like more well-rounded people and so
0: I what's know- more round? what's more well-rounded than a veteran right Right, exactly. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. All
1: those experiences. And we always kind of like downplay, like, uh, you know, I just did this or I did, or I, I just went to work. But just by default, by being in the military, you have so much experiences that you're probably not even like aware of the things that the team building exercises, or if you had a chance to live in a different country or just meeting different people from, from different um, places, different parts of the country like you just you just have so much more experiences and by meeting different people you open yourself up to different experiences
0: i'm, I'm not sure if the army had this but i know the marines uh in, in order to get uh, a lot of times marine of the quarter or or uh, a meritorious promotion you had to write an essay mm-hmm. right and i know uh, like like you said earlier like a lot of folks didn't join the military to be writing right but yeah uh you know you had to write an essay in order to get meritorious promoted right to, to show that you you know you're more well-rounded you know you can do more than just run and do push-ups right and shoot uh and the same in the um the, the the academy so like when you hit sergeant and you uh, or, or even corporal's course, uh, e4 uh, they have a course we have writing Uh, and then staff academies where you're sergeant you know uh e-5 e 6 E7. it's a lot more writing nowadays than than it used to be because they're valuing and they see the value in in, you know that well-rounded uh you know well-rounded service member so i I see exactly what you mean and honestly the service is definitely doing its uh part at least in the marine corps i'm not sure about the army again but i know the marine corps is definitely doing its part to try to uh produce more you know more well-rounded and um you know articulate <laughs> articulate service members
1: yeah you know i um i went to to blc a basic leaders course in kuwait and um what they pretty much said was like hey we are kind of revamping our program and we're trying to make this more um more like college right it's more discussion based we're more trying to mirror what it's like on the outside um and so I think the military has identified that maybe there is a gap between people who are getting out um, and then finding and then finding jobs and being prepared. So it, it seemed as though, at least for us, it was way more essays. It was way more like study. It was way more, hey, we're using Blackboard and we're doing assignments and you're doing kind of like your own learning, right? As you would do at college, right? You have to study on your own time and manage your time. Um, to to do it to do it that way. So um, based on those classes, I, I think that's the way they're they're moving. Um, but I don't think we had the right essays for promotions, to be honest with you. At least,
2: uh, I mean, you have to write your own biography to mm. go to go to board, mm. but okay. it's not like necessarily essay. Like there's no specific topic about it. Just write write about yourself. Does okay. That, yeah.
0: Yeah. So actually, let me. I want to take this moment. I want to pivot a little bit, right? We've been talking about education uh and which is a super big part of transition but i want i want to talk about um or at least kind of pivot towards um a mental and emotional part of transition right you know getting getting out of such a depending on how long you're in right i was in close to nine years Mm -hmm. uh you know and it's 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 such a big part of my interesting
1: you got a nine in years and the the thing is is that once you hit 10 you have to stay in
0: essentially right you already got halfway there yeah, you know there's, right. n- there's nothing really telling you how to stand yeah. but essentially you've already done half you, right
1: you you were like Dak Prescott you, you definitely bet on yourself on that. and you're like well nine years in let me try to do something else
0: yeah I mean I can I can I'll take a second and tell you why I got out right sure um you know then we'll continue on uh, which actually is a part of this mental emotional piece I want to talk about uh for me right like I had um I had a really successful career um uh, I was always, um, you know, I, I, tried my hardest at least to be that go-to person. Um, and when I was in my last post, my last, my last assignment, I was a, uh, I was in charge of, in charge of a knock, which is a network operations center, uh, as a staff sergeant, uh, I had, I had my, uh. My OIC was, was the, the ops chief at the time. So I didn't really have any, obviously no, ops chiefs have a lot, my, my bad, my, the ops officer, um, and I, I, operations have a lot to do. So they had a lot more than just what we did. So I, I had a lot of, uh, a lot of hands in what we did and a lot of, I had a lot of good decision-making power, uh, you know, obviously get checked off by the, the OIC. But, um, but at that point I knew that when I left that position that I would have to go back to doing regular staffs arm work. You know, I w I wouldn't be able to have as much influence. I wouldn't be able to, uh, um, you know, I, w- I wouldn't be able to do the things that I was doing. I was in, I was in meetings that, you know, I was the lowest ranking person by far, um, uh, doing the most talking. So I, I really had a good time. Right. But I knew at that point it would take me so long to, to get to there again. Like I had to be a master or something. Right. So another. I don't know, five, 10 years, depending unless somebody else, you know, unless I lucked into another position like that. And so, like you said, I bet on myself. i say, you know what? I think I can do something like this when I get out. I think I can be, you know, as successful when I get out. So I, I took that chance, you know, um, uh, a lot of folks tried to talk me out of it. Um, uh, some folks, uh, supported it. It was very half down the middle. Cause when somebody, uh, decides to get out especially after that much time in you know some people go why or that's a dumb decision or you know cause you, you already put so much time into it and I was only 11 years away from you know retiring or whatever do you
1: think they try to talk you out of it from a place of um, like genuine help
0: Uh, I, I think it's both right um, so I think when a senior senior uh, en- enlisted or officer talks to you about staying in I think they, they see it from two points of view um i think they see it from the hey these are all the benefits to staying in and i think that you can um you know i think that staying in can help you out you know go to school you know what, whatever it may be um you know uh, health care or whatever um and then they also think about it as hey you've been in you have all these experiences the marine corps needs these experiences and this skill set that you have, so I think they they see it from the helping you point of view and the helping the institution. I think that that's their their job, right? Is you know, uh, if you don't know, like commanders and and, 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 and majors and stuff, they get like you know evaluated on that, right? If their retention rate is super low in their unit, they're like, hey, you know, headquarters like, yo, what what's going on in that unit? Why are all your dudes leaving, you know, or you know, why are all your people leaving? Uh, not just not just the males but males and females and you know why why are you leaving so they're they're really trying to um not trying to say convince you but they, they try to tie sway you for those two reasons institutionally and for yourself but um yeah i mean the institution is great but the institution uh does not hinge on one person and so i think if, the, if it's if it's best for you and you really thought about it then i think it's, it's good to go but you should definitely uh Think about that before you roll up out. Mm, okay. Yeah, man. <laughs> nah, I almost lost what I was. Uh, what were we trying to say? But the <laughs> mentally emotional piece. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Nah. So when I answer, I was
1: like,
0: yeah. Nah, yeah, yeah man. Yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I don't like talking about it, right? Because it makes me seem kind of like a like a douche. <laughs> nah, but, uh, no, but no, yeah. I I had worked real hard, and, and I was it was time to go, and you know. I just didn't. I just didn't want to go and do a monotonous, you know, do a formation. See who's there. Hey, Lance Corporal Bob didn't show up. Let me go find Bob. Like I don't want to, I didn't want to do that part of the job. You know, that 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 didn't entice me. I loved mentoring and stuff, and I loved growing and teaching the you know the young Marines how to do the job and how to be good Marines. But the monotonous part of it, I just didn't. I loved the job part. I, I just couldn't stand that. Sure that that other piece it was just very it it, it picked pick you can only get woken up on a saturday afternoon for a dui yeah. you know so many times before you're like yo i'm tired of this bro i can't yeah you could only have to show up friday morning to the you know the fat marine pt because the dudes don't want to you know work out and you're like oh now i gotta now I gotta take all this extra time to help these dudes who obviously don't want to work out, to work out, to lose weight, to stay in. Do you,
1: do you ever think that mass punishment was, <laughs> did it, do you think
0: it ever worked? Um, I think mass punishment uh, works in a sense, right? Okay. <laughs> in a sense. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it works when you want the, the folks in the uh, organization to uh, to police themselves to an extent, right? If I am gonna be punished for something you did, I'm gonna make sure you don't do that thing. That's the only way it really works. Other than any, any other fashion, it doesn't work, right? And um, what, it, what it can do um, uh, is kind of deflate those who are doing really well. Mm-hmm. If they're constantly getting punished for something they're not doing because they're doing really well. A lot of times, uh, that's how good Marines end up wanting to get out because they're just so tired of being treated like they're crap when they're not, you know? And so that's, that's a big piece of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And also, uh, when I was in the army, I have noticed that, um, there are some people are really good at their job. You know, they're like a military part and their professional part, right? I was a hel- helicopter mechanic. So there were some dudes, oh, well, some people like who are really, really, like really good at their job. Right. But they they don't necessarily have the military bearing you know like like you said like some people don't want to work out i i totally get it you know i'm not like a big workout fan either but i i did it because i was in the army and you know that's the job requirement. um so i i have noticed that like a lot of folks who are good at their job like leaving like who are good at like maintaining um the helicopters they end up leaving the army so um, we are losing so many people, like who are who can actually fix the helicopter really, really well, and who can mentor other people. And I I have some friends like who got the job like like at the SpaceX, like those like you know very high you know companies like stuff like that. Yeah, so I think I think like when you're in the military like you think about yourself as a military person and also yourself as a professional person, you know, because you're you're a military service member, but also you you think about your career. You know, like I didn't think about military as my career like lifelong career at least um i i always wanted to be better at some some more technical thing i think i think that's where you were coming from you said uh you were doing a master surgeon job as a network like knock uh like uh managing things um as a step surgeon which is you know it's gonna take you a long time it it, it lower rank doesn't necessarily mean that you are not as competent at like some professional skills but Military, I think it 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 kind of like makes you take a long route. Um, like it's kind of unnecessarily. You know, when you are in the civilian world, there are some people who are excelling their job, and they get they get noticed. They get no well, most of the time, it's,
0: or you can leave. Oh and, yeah, or and you, you can find leave. a Better paying, better position. Right. Oh and yeah, you know, absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
2: Yeah, exactly, yeah. When you're in the military, you're you're contracted. <laughs> And it's 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 even hard for you to you know change your uh, let's say duty station or your unit let, when you have issue with um, your current status. So I I think that's like the biggest thing like people are kind of like facing like it, it at least for me at least for me. Yeah, I, I I've never pictured myself becoming a like sergeant major of the army or something like that. I. I'm not. I'm. am just not that character, and I'm fine with it. I, I accepted me myself. Yeah.
0: There was something there that I wanted to, uh, to pinpoint. Right. You. You said. Um, I think. I think if I if I can. Uh, remember. Right. You had just said. Uh, there are people have two halves to them. Right. The military side and the the professional side, and um, I, I find that myself definitely. Um, it was hard during my transition to. To separate the military half of myself, because I had been in that world so long that it was like ingrained in my DNA. That um, you know, and I feel like in 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 some in some way you have to demilitarize yourself on the way out. You know, I was keeping the the beneficial lessons and you know lessons learned and, and qualities that you gain, but it's real hard to to no longer identify as that person. Like. I was staff sergeant jones long after i got my dd 214 because that's just who i was for so yeah. long yeah. you know i felt i felt like you know i, I think we t- had a conversation before like showing up 15 minutes early to civilian meetings and no yeah. one's there and then you're mad like yo where's everybody at why it's is tumbleweeds it tumbleweeds in the meeting right yeah tumbleweed you're like where everybody at you know and you get mad or, or you know or uh you know a lot of militarisms that you had to figure out and then i feel like um i know there's an episode i want to do on this uh, identity crisis right trying to figure out like who you are now that you took the camis off i feel like that's a huge part of the transition especially if you have a lot of emotional baggage right like if you went through stuff or you know everybody goes through stuff not just like the the infantryman or anybody that goes directly into combat but we all you know we all deal with stuff and i feel like that makes it even harder to separate right? because either you identify really hard with it or you know, you're affected so hard by your experiences while you're in. And that sometimes separating it is hard because you either don't want to, or it's just difficult to, in general, because either the baggage or because you you feel like you identify and you're ripping apart off for of yourself, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, but you did want to get into the, the mental portion, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so I, I felt like we kind of cut you off and I asked you a question. No, um, no, nah,
0: nah, we we were, we circled back. We did good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we did all right, man. We circled back.
1: Yeah. Um. So. For for you, um. You you kind of said you had to. Mentally get out of like the the fatigue or the camera. Or you had to take that or separate that from your, yourself. How did that kind of bleed into? like your every day life. my every, my every day like being a, work, being a
0: being a staff sergeant at work <laughs> yeah. uh so i felt that um one you know the military we have high expectations right especially as a as a staff and CEO, being one of those uh people that are supposed to um you know keep the tradition and we call it the keepers of tradition right um, you know, you're supposed to make sure that everybody's up to those standards, right? That's your job. And so I felt like I carried over some of my Marine Corps standards in my head to my civilian life. Like I was expecting people to be, you know, what I expected my Marines to be like, you know? And, and that's, that's obviously unfair <laughs> to a regular person. That's not, I mean, anybody period, but definitely a person that had no military experience. Like, why am I expecting this person to do things that first of all, they probably were never even taught and second of all, it doesn't apply in sure. this scenario, and I had to learn like a company I work with now. Right, they're they're super uh, big into uh, you know uh, worrying how worrying worrying about like how people feel about certain situations, not putting them in you know not not approaching someone in a way that they will you know feel offended, and you know that's complete opposite of the world I lived in. You know, in the military don't give give a damn how you feel. You're just gonna do the thing, yeah. you know. You know, you don't want to be blatantly offensive, but also I don't care how you feel like that's generally how the military is. Right. And, you know, it was a big adjustment, like, you know, jumping over to the role I'm in now, because, you know, I'm not, I'm first of all, I was never that person. I became that person when I joined the military and now I am that person. And I'm like, okay, I can't be this way anymore. I can't have all these expectations. I can't, you know, be, be an asshole when I talk to people because I just want to give them the information and walk away and expect them to just do it, right? That's right. not how it works anymore. So that that's how it bled over.
1: Mm. So I got you. But it's also like, I don't know if you were like this before, because I didn't know you before, prior to your like, military service, um, but I, I would imagine that this also makes you really awesome at completing tasks. And, and and goals and kind
0: of. Oh, I I, I concentrate on the negative part. My bad. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean. I I should have no, said positive things.
1: No, it, it's it's whatever. But just like I was just thinking as you were saying it, right? Like, okay, I I hear you saying that you projecting on the people. Sure, right? I hear some things and some people complain about certain things. I'm like, is this really a big deal? It's the first one problem. Like you know, like perspective. Um, but still like if they have no frame of reference, like that's what I have to think about. I'm like, what is their frame of reference? Like, where are they really coming from? Maybe this is like the hardest thing that they ever had to do, to be honest, that might be real, you know? Okay. I understand. Mm, yeah. But on, on top of that, and the reason why I joined the military was because I needed, I needed some structure. I needed some discipline. And I, I would imagine because you have that structure and you have that, Hey, I'm excelling that on your personal goals or whatever goals you have does that do you become again staff sergeant jones again to complete those tasks
0: yeah yeah definitely i um my expectations that i project like you said are always constantly on me right like that's why i you know i do all the the, all the stuff i do because i feel like i have to you know i have to perform you know so i'm doing all these other extracurricular activities because i one i want to fill up the time like i felt like when i got out of the military i had a lot more time and then so i fill it up with you know other other activities but yeah i do i do definitely do find myself uh staff sergeanting myself yeah. a lot
1: i'm a victim of, of having too much time i i had just the transition from maybe the first year out is is finding that balance between okay am i relaxing too much versus like do i really need to accomplish some things and i find out more the more things i have on my plate even if i get it Maybe like fifty or forty or even sixty percent. I'm a lot farther than I would have been because if I have too much time, I just push it off. I'm like, I'll get done sometime today, and I never do it. Right? I end up watching a movie, or I'm like, ah, oh, I got tomorrow. So I I put things on my plate in order of like priority, and then I, I kind of get it done that way. And even though the schedule looks busy, I feel more accomplished by the end of the day. I don't I don't know. It, it seems to be working right now.
0: And is I'm that gonna, because you don't have anybody like to check in on you like you don't have your staff your officers that you have to deliver those tasks to these tasks now are your own tasks that you're either given to yourself or you know you have to do but nobody mean maybe your creditors will come at you if you forget to pay something but like you know it's, it's pretty much just you yeah, now
1: yeah humans are, are are incentive based right so when it was for my officer or my um at the end sale that was in in charge of me i wanted to do well so you get praise right and so i'm just trying to how do i create that feeling of i'm doing well and getting praised for myself so when i look at it and i look at hey this is the list is things i had to do today and i checked off like a decent amount then i get to say all right you you did something today and that's how i get that feeling back again it's just a feeling I'm chasing, right? It's, hey, I'm responsible for something and I just have to be responsible for something. And in this case, it's myself. Like, how do I in, improve and how do I do that? And also, like, I talked to Jong, right? And Zhang like, hey, like, we'll talk about things and I'll talk to you. And like, just just by having that conversation, right? Like, if you say you're doing something, I'm like, dang, I should do that too. I, I, that's a good idea, right? Mm. And then I put that responsibility on, on myself. Like, well, if he can do it, right? Because if Johnny can do it, and Johnny's married, you got kids and stuff like that. Why? Yeah. What? Am, why can I not? What am I doing? Why am I so like? What am I doing? I'm really that busy. The answer is I'm not. The answer is I'm not. And I'm mm. just making excuses for myself. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say this though, um, to to go on the on the the mental thing. Um it was very important for me to um to really figure out and this is kind of why I why I got out as well. Structure is good. But I don't need structure like 24/7 like that. It is too much. It's it's too much structure. Um I don't have that that creativity to 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 do things. Like even for today like we had the discussion about like how should we do this? this podcast we do one at a time and we end up doing this way like that i i enjoy that and sometimes just because it's the military and you need some sort of structure and hierarchy sometimes it doesn't really allow for that that creativity so i had to kind of learn that about myself by talking to like a a professional about it hey um this is how i'm feeling about things this is how like this is my thought process I need you to, to, to bounce some I d like is this real? Is this am I wrong to feel this way? Do I feel like if this is kinda this is a adversarial to my personality as a whole, right? I need help with this. And so I did go out and, and, and seek that and even now I still I still do that now.
0: You know, I, I find that um that there's a stigma, especially with military folks. Uh, talking to professionals, you know, we we called it the wizard in the, in the Marine Corps. You know, you talk to the mental health person. Uh, you know, there's a stigma about that. You know, uh, uh, it, it could be because mental health issues, depending on how severe, it could get you uh, separated from the military. In some cases, it could be just because folks feel like they they should be able to f- solve their problems on their own. But there's definitely a lot of uh, a, a lot of folks that don't want to. Uh, speak to someone professional, right? It, it can just be so freeing, right? Just being able to speak in that. Uh, I, I think that um, there. I think that everybody should at least take one session with somebody on the way out, you know, on the transition now, Even if it's somebody, especially actually, if it's somebody who also served, and you know, it doesn't have to be a professional, really. You know, if if you can speak with how you feel and the struggles you have mentally, you know, with, with someone that's trusted, whether it's you know somebody. Uh, like a psychologist, uh, a psychiatrist, or um, or just somebody that's been through what you've been through, like that can really help the the, the transition out. Because for a lot of the reasons we just said, um, uh, it, it can be really challenging uh, mentally when you switch roles like that.
2: Yeah, it's, it's it's I feel like it's even harder to get out than join the join the military because when you join the military, they they literally tell you every minute what you have to do, like where you have to be, what you have to wear, what you have to eat, you know, which exercise you have to do every minute, like the time you join the military. And when you get out, um, like Justin said earlier, a lot of things are not as advertised as should be. And you're kind of on your own. Um, A lot of my friends who are still in the military They still ask me, um, the same question that I had getting out of the army. Like, um, how did you adjust yourself to, um, civilian life? And how do you feel not wearing uniform? It, I feel like it's weird because, you know, you know, I never, when I was young, like I never pictured myself becoming a service member. Um, and I didn't know, but I started like having, taking.
1: So it's you have conscription in korea right what is a conscription so like mandatory like military service yes yes did you think of that as something that um like something that you're just gonna go through anyway or i don't know i don't know if people are really excited about that in korea the way people are in the united states i think
2: so not many people are excited about it because it's it's a mandatory service. You know, like nobody want to do like a mandatory stuff, right? Yeah. And they are getting treated poorly, like severely poorly. Like they get paid um, about I don't know these days about like three hundred, four hundred dollars a a month. And you know, like you've been to Korea, Justin. Like sure, you can't live off of like four hundred dollars a yeah, month. Your so school. you're yeah, you're you're, you're you're you definitely need your family support at that time. Yeah, but I I never pictured myself becoming a service member. Like even that was mandatory in Korea. So it was it was quite surprising that like, you know, I started like taking pride like I I became a different person, you know, wearing uniform. You, you, you everyone know that feel. You know, like yeah, yeah. you 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 feel different. Like you feel like you know how you should be when you're in the uniform. Everyone, every every service member. And like stop wearing that. It's it's a bit weird. It's um you know like I did six years and as active and Johnny did nine years. You did about six years too, right? I did four and a half. Four and, four half. and a half. Okay.
0: Oh, yeah. we got the baby of the <laughs> <head>. <laughs> yeah. So it, it's a it's
2: a it's a big amount of time of your life and. You know like for me and i don't know about johnny and justin that was your first full-time right was it no no i, I had full-time employment. no i had gotcha. some
0: I had some work before that
2: yeah gotcha gotcha yeah that, that was my first full-time job and <laughs> military it sounds like full-time literally means like you are let's say if you're a marine you're a marine forever until you die right like just, since you joined marine like it's you know like soldier well we don't have that term but you know, you are like soldier twenty four seven. Like it, it doesn't matter if you're in uniform or not. So it, it's a it's a big like six year like full time. You know, three hundred sixty five days times six, and those amount of time, if I feel like, it's it's going away from my life. It's 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 unwritten history. It's something like that. You know. And you know, I I know like you did well in Marine, and Justin did well in Army. I did I did alright in the Army, (laughs) I guess. Um, And modesty looks good on you. (laughs) Yeah, I I did alright, but it's um, it it's still kind of you you miss you know you miss it sometimes you know like I I feel like I'm getting treated better in civilian life, but also like you miss. I don't know if it's like a Stockholm syndrome or something like that. <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. Yeah, but you know, you miss those like you know those bad days with with your homies, you know.
0: Yeah, you yeah. Get, you just uh, with that one sentence, you got all the colonels and generals that are listening to drop <laughs> off, the, <laughs> drop <laughs> off the podcast now. They're all <laughs> Stockholm syndrome.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that's how I feel, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? Um, I, I guess the the terminology and embrace. Embrace this, this—the suck. Right. That's, that's yeah, what it is. Uh, you know what? I I do look back on certain things and I'm like, man, that sucked. You know, I don't I didn't like sleeping outside particularly. But you know, looking back, I'm like, I can do it. I did it before. It's not that bad. Whatever I'm going through, it's not it's not that bad. To be honest with you.
0: Yeah, and you know, the mantra to 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 transition out should be embrace the change. Mm. Cause you know, there's a lot of things that are going to change. You know, we, we talked about a couple of things today, you know, mentally, the mental change, the, uh, education, um, the change in, um, you know, uh, or actually the, the changing yourself, you know, cause of a lot of folks that, you know, may not want to go to school, didn't have the same qualities, you know, you now possess those, you know, so, you know, embrace the change when you're getting out of the, out of the military. I think that's a good mantra for, for rolling yeah. out.
1: Yeah. That's, that's really awesome. Um. No, I'm with you I, I think your your leadership and, and the people that you work with um, are, are really awesome I, I think I got lucky in, in finding I just had a, a good amount of leaders direct reports that just mentored me and was like hey they all they all kind of had the similar mindset maybe it's more of like a millennial thing I have no idea but um, all had similar mindset were like hey I might not do 20 I might not do 20. Yeah. Um, so they definitely encouraged their their soldiers to like, hey, get some experiences and kinda just start mapping. Start kind of being aware and, and, and really think about if you really like what you're doing. Do you really like what you're doing? And to be honest with you, for, for my job, there are aspects I really enjoyed, but it definitely depended on where I was at. Korea was fun. Great, right? stateside was cool depending on the mission right depending on the mission like so to your point you were working at the knock the and there's certain jobs that you just get a lot of experience and you you know that this is not a, a a typical opportunity that that you have and i had an interesting opportunity to to be part of something and then and be in korea and i it was just treated really 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 well, and the leadership were really into to building their people and, and empowering their soldiers to to kind of go forth and and prosper. It wasn't as micromanaged as you hear some stories are. Like, hey, I had to kill this report, I had the recall, and all these things. I rarely had a recall. I don't think I ever had a recall in Korea, to be honest. Like, hmm. I always had a pass. I always like I was always out, and my leadership was was cool with it, and that that's it. But maybe I wouldn't have enjoyed it so much I I think where I was at was chill but 45 minutes away that base recall 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 that's just the orders thing right that's just I just got lucky in getting the orders to go to that place to be honest
0: yeah I think uh, good good leaders make staying in a, a good choice absolutely and good leaders also make getting out a good choice you know by helping you in both scenarios and not judging you for the decision because not everybody can do 20
2: absolutely absolutely and i i think they should more focus on um supporting transition as well because that's the that's key. you know like not everyone is up for 20 years it's even though like a rank structure they're like a lot less you know like there's only one sergeant major of the army and there are like tons of privates right and if if they support transition and we we set the i guess like a model um like figure that you can be so you can join the military and you can transition out successfully you know like it committing let's say like i'm can can i pause
0: you right there yeah yeah. what what is a successful transition right we 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 started this episode you know is a what you know what is a military transition but you know at at, at the 55 minute mark or whatever we are right now like what is a successful transition to you? And, and this will be our final thing before we, we sign off. But what is a successful transition?
2: I think like, the biggest thing is, um, y- your career. Um, so <laughs> when I was, in the, when I was in the middle, like in the middle of transitioning out, my battalion sergeant major would ask me, so what are you going to do? Are you going to like flipping burgers? Or something like that. And I don't see any problem with flipping burgers if that's gonna make me happy, right? Crusty crab is always iron, that's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. And <laughs> and it's just it's just like people I think people think I successfully transition out because I have a nice looking job title now. I think I think that's the that's the biggest thing like kind of like a general rule of thumb like so so
0: is the job the 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 definition the definition of a successful transition
2: i think i think that is the biggest part like when when everyone likes who are still in the service or who are veterans when they look at a person um who transition out like transition service member Mm. they i think they want to see like what they do like their their title yeah, Earth. I think that's the that's the first thing they look at. And of course like there are like a lot more things. Yeah, and that that's yeah. so
0: unfortunate, right? That, yeah. that the title is yeah. the only thing cuz like what if you what if you you aspire, you know? What if I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a ranger, right? But I aspire to be a librarian. Like, that's what I want to do. You know, that Dewey Decimal System, you know, that,
1: yeah. you know, that's what, yeah. I, that's
0: what I live for. Right. Yeah. But people be like, oh, hey, you know, he was, a, you know, he was out there popping off, but now he out there reading them books. Like people that may think like you, you, you sell, you sold out or whatever, you know what it is. You weren't successful, but you know, that's a movie script somewhere.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Came into the wrong library.
0: <laughs> Sylvester Stallone in. <laughs> Who was this the guy?
1: And pulls up report. Oh, Army Ranger, Special Forces. Right. <laughs> yeah, That's a, that's a Jack. Reacher. So, wh- what do you think, Justin? Like, what do you? think yeah. of a successful Um. Tradition? Yeah. I, title. I, I understand why um title is a thing. And that's just the that is just the we're in America, right? And um, that's important. But now I don't. I didn't know. If I had a successful transition until maybe like a year out, like now that I'm out, I would say that I have been successful, um, and I'm at peace with my decision. I I didn't had no idea when I first the program first ended, right? And, and then I was looking at places and I was like, I just need a job. I just need some. I just need some. I was I would have I would went anywhere. We would have went anywhere. Antarctica. Right. Yeah, (laughs) we were really talking about like Like, we wouldn't went anywhere. Yeah, and um, and then I got that opportunity, and there was a sense of peace. Right. I was like, okay.
0: I like that. Yeah, a sense of peace.
1: Right. And I was like, okay, I don't have to worry about this anymore. And you know, after you pass your like your initial like your three months phase, and then month four and five, I was like, okay, well, this is this is something now. Um, so I didn't know that it was a successful one. Until it was out And then now that I'm looking back And I have some time to really reevaluate some things It was successful, I had no idea if it was successful During the process, to be honest with you
0: Yeah, I, I like that um, it's, a, it's a successful Transition when you are at peace With your decision, yeah, I like that uh, You know, sometimes I find um, That I didn't think I had A successful transition yet like, I got to feel like there's still so much more I need to do To justify that I got out and it wasn't until people asked me for help transitioning that i realized oh shoot you know i must have done something right Yeah, in, in this this journey right because you know, nobody asks you know the guy on the street that's you know panhandling to you know, how, do I, how do you get to where you are you
1: sure know? sure we john and i um we did a i don't know how long ago it was but we kinda mentored the previous not mentored, but it was a Q and A with the previous MS or upcoming MSA. Yeah, before. we were like a guest speaker. Right. That was yeah. a weird thing. That that was a weird thing, um, to experience and that's what you were doing and I I don't know how you felt about that, but once they were asking us questions about things, I was like, Oh, like am I Am I a now? Am
0: like, I yeah, it, yeah. am I am I qualified? You know oh, yeah. what, what makes me qualified? Yeah. You know, it's almost like this, right? Like what make what makes us qualified to to talk about military transition? You know, right. and the answer to that question would be like because we transitioned and we are all at peace with our transition to pass our information off. You know, to other folks who may be uncertain. You know, yeah. about their transition or about to go on it, want to know how to how to go about it. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. That was a, that was a ceremony. Now, um even yeah, like I have a friend that's coming out um in the next four or five months and I was like, Hey, here are things that I did wrong. Right, I did not do the disability thing, right? Like I didn't do these things, right? And there's a backlog and hey, here's some like if you're thinking about moving, look at the look at it now. Don't wait a month out, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, so that's the last thing you want to do. I, I got lucky. i My job was supposed to be working from home my first one at least and um i was like looking at things anyway in the future and then two weeks before the start date they're like we need you to move across the country i just so happened to have an idea um of something and and that kind of helped me out but man it could have been a bad situation
0: Yeah, we definitely gonna have to talk about that in a later episode though. Yeah. But with that, man, I'm gonna we gonna we gonna close it out. So uh, as always, I like to thank you guys for uh, showing up, being a part of this. Thank you, listeners, for listening. Whoever's there, <laughs> don't forget to follow and review, share the show with any others who uh, who may need to listen. But until next time, MTT out, peace.